The White Sox take two of three from Detroit. Tim Anderson and Michael Kopech make their first appearances of the season in the series finale. And are you ready for the home opener? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Uh, recording this just blocks away from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to talk about the pain and intrigue of watching former White Sox players, uh, the debut of both Tim Anderson and Kopech. Uh, but first, uh, let's really talk about the opening series here between the Sox and Detroit uh, Tigers. Uh, state of the Sox, the Sox are two and one. They took two of three uh, from the Tigers, scoring 19 runs in the series. Uh, yes, it's only three games, but the Sox are one game over 500. That's kind of a big deal because it didn't happen until the 19th game of the 2021 season. Uh, so here we are sitting one game over, heading into a day off, and then you've got the home opener. Want to talk about uh, game three here first, and then we'll work our way down to game one. Um, Tim Anderson and Michael Kopech debut, but Andrew Vaughn kind of stole the show uh, in game one. Uh, Sox pound Detroit 10 to one. Kopech goes four innings, gives up only two hits, a one earned run, three strikeouts, two walks. He threw 69 pitches. 41 of them were strikes. Uh, he threw a lot of pitches, um, fell behind in the count several times. I think he had something like 45 pitches after two innings. Uh, he did battle back and and got, uh, you know, got his strikeouts there. Um, only three strikeouts, but three strikeouts in four innings. So that's not too bad. Uh, he's a strikeout pitcher. So you're going to throw a lot of pitches. Uh, and he did that. Some of that's nerves. Uh, the strike zone was bouncing around a little bit for him. Um, like, you know, but this is still a huge deal for the organization and for Sox fans. It's been about five and a half years since we acquired Michael Kopech uh, in that Chris Sale trade with the Red Sox. Obviously, Mankata came over with that, uh, too. We, we saw the flashes from Kopech. Uh, he was electric last year out of the bullpen, but uh, we were led to believe always as fans. And, and Kopech has said it himself in interviews that you know, he wants to be part of the White Sox starting rotation. Uh, so that was the plan uh, this offseason. And and here we are uh, in game three, this finale with Detroit. We finally got to see uh, Kopech, uh, not in a spot start, not in an emergency situation, 
uh, but truly part of the starting rotation. It was it was exciting to watch and something to build on this year. Uh, Crick, Foster, Graveman, uh, and Banks came in for relief. They gave up nothing. Uh, Banks was a guy that uh, surprised a lot of folks in spring training. Uh, he made the team, and he's one of those names. You know, we've talked about as Sox fans. Uh, you know, where did this guy come from? Or, or that guy's new, or I haven't heard of this guy. It happens with bullpen arms. It happens every single year. There's a few guys that emerge and you'll wonder, well, man, I, I can't believe uh, how well he's pitched. Can you imagine if we didn't uh, have him on the club? Again, it's it's only the first series, but uh, the team seems to be really high on banks and it's great that he got off to such a positive start here. Uh, as for the offense, you know, T.A. returns uh, from his suspension and uh, made his presence felt immediately. Uh, leads off the game with a double uh, and then comes around to score on Robert's uh, single. Uh, T.A. was three for five. Uh, Robert ended up stealing second base there in the first inning. And after a probably nine to ten pitch at bat by Jose Abreu, uh, Abreu was able to go the opposite way and, and drive Luis Robert in on a sacrifice ground ball, giving Kopech a quick two-run cushion. Uh, before Kopech was even on the mound, he had a two-run uh, lead. Why is that a big deal? Well, for veteran pitchers, it might not be a huge deal. Uh, but for a guy like Kopech, who's making his first you know, start of the season, this is a, this is a new adventure for Kopech. To have a two-run lead immediately – I feel like the you know you can be a little bit more experimental with your pitches. You don't have to be so specific. You know you could try some things out. There's not a worry of if well if I walk the first two guys or if I give up a leadoff double, you know all is going to be lost. He doesn't have to be as fine. And boy, Reese McGuire made things uh, made things nice for Kopech. Uh, he blocked just about everything. And folks, he even threw out a potential base stealer. Reese McGuire with the cannon. Uh, Sox sprinkled in a few more runs in the fourth inning. Uh, McGuire reached on a Baez throwing error and then scored on a Mendick double, uh, taking advantage of an opposing team's mistakes, uh, getting that stomp on throat mentality early in the season. Uh, you got to do that, especially to division foes. Um, when they make a, a mistake, an error, when they give you extra outs or another opportunity, uh, get those runs in, and the Sox did that. You know, sometimes in a in a Sunday getaway game uh, earlier in the season, especially the Sox offense can be anemic. So scoring ten runs uh, against Detroit here to to put a cap on this series was pretty great. Led by Andrew Vaughn, uh, who had a three run home run in the game. It was his second of the season. Of course, he had that big one in Game One. Uh, Vaughn had six RBIs in the series. And there were a lot of rumors of a potential, you know, uh, interest from the athletics before the game circling around social media, White Sox, Twitter, uh, the athletics kicking the tires on what a maybe a deal might look like if the Sox and the A's, you know, got together and, and Vaughn might be a piece. Uh, I don't know, you know, who needs to hear this, but do not think about trading Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn is uh, going to be a very special player. Uh, he was drinking from the fire hose last year. He did his work. He put the time in in the offseason. He's a smart guy. He knows what those pitchers were doing against him. And I get it. It's only the first series, but he just looks like a more confident, just different hitter. And I cannot wait 
to see how this season unfolds for Vaughn. That, of course, was why we were so upset uh, when he got hurt making an outfielder play, uh, basically playing a position he really has no business playing. Uh, he is a lifetime first baseman. We want his bat. We need his bat. So if he is hurt and out of the lineup because he's doing something that he really shouldn't be doing because the organization at that point didn't get an outfielder yet, that is what got everyone so upset. So using his bat, uh, and it was a great series for Andrew Vaughn. Game two, the Sox took five to two behind Dylan Sees. What an outstanding performance by him. Five innings, two hits, an earned run, eight strikeouts, and three walks. Uh, Sees threw 79 pitches, 46 of them were strikes. Absolutely has owned Detroit. Uh, of course, going back to last year, Sees attacked hitters, got ahead. And when Cease gets ahead in the count, opponents uh, hit 198 in 2021. Cease uh, just looked more comfortable in control. Uh, Lopez, Sousa, Ruiz, Bummer followed up on Cease's performance. Lopez did not look particularly sharp, nor did Bummer. Hendricks not available because of the amount of pitches he threw in game one. Uh, Bummer in the ninth allowed the first two on, then struck out the side. So if you needed the Pepto-Bismol next to you, um, join the club. Uh, it was nerve-wracking, uh, but he ended up getting the job done in the end. I'm, I'm confident with Bummer. I like him coming out of the bullpen. He is a far above average reliever. We are lucky to have him on the team. You know, I'm excited to see what a healthy Aaron Bummer can bring to this ball club. A huge home run from Grandal, Jimenez, and of course, Vaughn were in on the action as well. Uh, the big issue uh, was the A.J. Pollock injury. Uh, he left the game after getting a hit, rounding first, and then grabbed his hamstring. Uh, we're told it's a mild strain. Uh, Pollock was uh, set to go on paternity leave, though, after the Detroit series anyway, was most likely going to miss some, if not all, of the Seattle series. Uh, Pollock said he was he's not too concerned. It doesn't feel like uh, what happened last year to him in L.A., uh, but the fact that he has had a history with hamstring injuries, um, hopefully it's a quick return because from what we saw in the two games, boy, it's going to be nice to have that bat in the lineup. Uh, going to break down game one for you and all the heartbreak. Uh, more on that in a moment. Hey, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And we've been talking about some of the options that you have on Bet Online. Uh, White Sox centric, of course. The over under uh, for total RBIs in the 2022 regular season for Luis Robert is 95.5. That's something that you might want to put some money on. I'm thinking over. And the home run total for Luis Robert uh, in this regular season, 30.5. That is the over-under. I'm also thinking you want to go over on that, earn some quick uh, cash. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. 
It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so let's go back to game one. It was uh, opening day. Uh, I know you don't want to, but I have to. Um, it uh, was definitely uh, a heartbreaker. Uh, Sox lost four uh, to five uh, in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Gio started that game. He gave you four innings, one hit, uh, two walks, six strikeouts. Uh, gave up zero runs. Left the game early uh, because of a left oblique strain. Uh, he'll probably miss two starts. That's what Tony Larusa is saying. Can have been kind of vague of what exactly is the issue. We're just hearing strain. I, is it a consequence from all the, from, you know, Lucas bulking up, you know, all the muscle that he added on the offseason? That's just speculation from me. I have no idea. Um, it just sounds real fluky. It's a real shame, especially with Lance Lynn being sidelined. We're going to have to rely on our bullpen uh, even more. Uh, because Giolito looked great. Hopefully it is just two starts. Um, Sox offense, you know, they get, had an early lead and even a lead late. Uh, they were three for eight with runners in scoring position. Pollock provided some offense. He was three for five with an RBI. Vaughn had that big home run in the ninth. And then the Sox completely blew the game. A lot of bullpen problems in game one. Uh, Hendricks blew it in the eighth then blew it in the ninth through something like 30 some pitches. Uh, Bummer had two earned runs. Uh, Hendricks, of course, those two earned runs. Um, it was a, uh, it was a real shame. Um, especially when you bring in, you know, Hendricks and you think, you know, well, well that the Vaughn home run, that one, that was an epic home run and an absolute bomb. And you just feel like, okay, you know, up by one, here we go. Uh, Hendricks will knock this down. And and it didn't go our way. And, and that was game one of 162. And I took it, uh, I took it hard. I know a lot of Sox fans, you know, took it hard. You, you know, we're going to, I'm going to discuss a little bit, you know, you fan how you want to fan. And that that's going to be my theme, you know, throughout the season. And uh, Hawk Harrelson used to say, you know, you're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60. It's what you do with the other 42 that matters. And, and the loss on Friday, opening day, that was one of the bad losses. And, and you just don't want those to pile up too much. You don't want those. You don't want to look back and be like, oh, man, we gave away four or five in April. April matters just as much as September does. Sox pound Detroit 10 to 1, and it sends a message. You think that uh, now – Next time we see Detroit, they're going to be thinking about things differently. Uh, Vaughn has six RBIs in three April games. You don't think the rest of maybe the AL Central, maybe American League pitchers are going to start studying Vaughn a little bit differently? And now he's a guy that they have to worry about. You know, yeah, he could have started out slow and, and no one would have given him a lot of grief for it, but he started out hot. And now I think that changed a lot of narrative uh, throughout maybe April and May, perhaps. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But as a fan, I live and die by every single pitch to a fault. I, I know that it's a marathon. It's just, hey, I'm born this way, and, and that's how I'm going to react. And, folks, you got to fan however you want to fan. You have every right in the world to live and die by every pitch. Uh, or go ahead and pace it out and, you know, have the, have the calm, you know, approach and and it's a it's a marathon i get that that that's that's a healthy approach 
But what I've learned over the years is when you are interacting with somebody that lives and dies with every pitch, it's very difficult to try to reason with that person to try to get them to see, you know, the, the marathon approach um, because they're invested in, in every single game. So, Hey, I think it's okay to let people do what they uh, are going to do. Um, I get it. You know, it's, you, you got to pace yourself, but that one was, that one was a heartbreaker. And I am uh, really happy the Sox bounced back um, again, like we talked about at the top of the show, it took them 19 games to get one game over 500. You know, they, they had a tough April. They really scuffled. You know, they played some tough teams. And uh, we're going to talk a little Seattle in the next couple episodes. Uh, Seattle's going to be tough. You know, we're going to see Tampa Bay soon. Uh, Detroit is going to be a tough team. And, and they, they, they put up a fight uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, but I think these games, these early games, they plant a seed in Detroit's mind. And if anybody else is watching, they're going to they're really analyzing this lineup. And there's not there aren't a lot of places to hide. And we don't even have Mankata yet. You know, he we're still waiting for him to come back. Uh, so it, it was a good weekend. It didn't start off well on Friday, uh, but it was great that the Sox took two of three and now have an off day as we get ready uh, for that home uh, opener. Uh, how closely uh, do you follow the careers of former White Sox players? And are you ready for that home opener? We're going to talk about it uh, in just a moment. This is the time of year when most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions, uh, but not me. I'm sticking to my resolution of eating right thanks to Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. Okay, want to talk a little bit about White Sox players that leave the organization, whether it's due to free agency or trade, and, uh, and they go on to have another career, another life somewhere else in Major League Baseball. Do you... Do you follow their careers? And I bring that up because Carlos Rodon uh, pitched this past weekend very well for the San Francisco Giants. And uh, will you be following him throughout the year? Because uh, I, I know there's going to be uh, a lot of raised eyebrows. You know, every time he shines and strikes out, maybe double digits, goes deep into a game. Um, ask this question on social media 
And, and a lot of fans weighed in and it was a mixed bag, really. Um, there's a lot of fans that live out on the West Coast and, you know, they follow the Giants anyway. Uh, a lot of folks just, you know, they're a big fan of Carlos Rodon. Uh, I think there's some fans that, you know, because of the, the faults, perhaps, of the Sox organization, you know, they want to they follow and keep eyes on what the Sox uh, let go. Uh, personally, uh, I was at the Carlos Rodon no-hitter game. Uh, last April, and it was my only uh, no-hitter game. And, uh, you know, it's a special game. I'll always have a place in my heart for Carlos Rodon, that that memory and, um, you know, that the season last year that he had. I'm happy for Carlos Rodon. I'm glad he got things back on track and he got paid. Um, but he's gone, and I, and I probably won't watch or follow him too closely. I'll be aware of what he's doing, but I'm not really going to seek out um, highlights and numbers. And, um, it's just not the way I operate. Um, but you know, there have been a lot of Sox players that, that had a good run, uh, with the Sox and, and then they left, um, thinking about, you know, Mark Burley, you know, wearing, wearing a Marlins Jersey and then a blue Jays Jersey. That was, that was just really difficult to watch Frank Thomas. When he went to the Oakland A's, I was there at his first game back to Sox park in an A's uniform. And he hit like four home runs or something. You know, everybody gave him a standing ovation his first time up as we should. And then and then he went off and he hits a home run. And I don't think anybody stood and clapped after that. Chris Sale. Now, that was him being traded to, to Boston. But I was there for his first game uh, back against the Sox. Uh, Jose Quintana faced off against him. Uh, it was just very bizarre. You know, I, I followed Chris Sale mainly maybe because he's in the American League and and what he's been doing. Tough not to miss what he's done with the Red Sox. How about Maglio? When Maglio left for Detroit, that was heartbreaking. You know, and you you followed his career because he was in the AL Central. You got guys like Avi, Przinsky. Uh, How about Guillen? How about when Guillen left for Miami? Did you follow what the Marlins did the following year in 2012? So it's an interesting thread to kind of uh, check in on some of these former White Sox players. And I think Carlos Rodon's going to be the main guy uh, a lot of fans are going to be keeping their eyes on. Um, the Sox have Monday off. The home opener is on Tuesday. Uh, weather looks actually pretty good now. In the 60s, the rain has moved out. It's a 310 start. Uh, Velasquez is on the hill against a very improved uh, Seattle team. Want to thank you so much. Uh, for joining us for Lockdown White Sox. You can find us on Twitter uh, and on Instagram at Locked on Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, we're getting you ready for Seattle and that home opener. Uh, Thanks again for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!